And so guess what I did? Like most people in awkward situations like that, I lied. I told him that I just <laughs> wanted dinner. <laughs> right? Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Hello, hello, folks. Welcome to Season 2 of Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. I am your co-host, Christopher Lawrence. And I am Kyle Kalu. But you already knew that from the pre-recorded introduction. That's so, true. Yes, this is the amateur show. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about, but... <laughs> Kyle wants that edited out a, already. Yeah, I'm Kyle a is like, <laughs> Kyle is like, I will show up as the expert, even if I'm not the expert. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> Good. Good. <clears throat> so... Today, Kyle, we're going to share a little bit of our story, and and I know you weren't prepared for that, but that's what we're going to do. We're going to hang our dirty laundry out to dry, uh, because people need to take inspired action on their relationships, especially the ones that are complicated. So that's our episode show today is It's Complicated. I know we're just into this, but okay, okay, a couple of things. Let me just back up. We are so excited for this. We're so excited. It's years in the making. I, I please know when I say it's year in the making, we have been thinking about this moment for a long time and to kick it off for season two is even better. But let me just step back from, from something here. Why does it always have to be dirty laundry? Like who comes up with this stuff? Why can't we just talk about clean laundry? Why is it dirty laundry? And why do people, who wants to hear that story anyway? Like I'm always dumbfounded with this thing of dirty laundry and people want to get to know you. Like why do we love misery so much? Because it's complicated. Because girl, clean laundry is not interesting. And by the way, that is rich coming from you because I know how much time you spend on CNN, Fox News and watching The Crown. <laughs> okay, okay. 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 What are we talking about today? What's okay. So well, we are actually going to share the story of how we met and how you accosted me in the workplace. <laughs> okay. Wow, you're really jumping right in. Okay. Okay. Let me set. Let me set it up first. Let me set it up for people. So we both worked at a company. Um, do we mention where we worked? Does it matter? I mean, do people really care? So I we think were we, should, West, we worked West at WestJet. Okay. We work yeah. at WestJet. Long story short, I had to leave my amazing uh, city of Toronto. Right. That's how you say Toronto, not Toronto. Toronto. So I had to leave Toronto come here to Calgary. That's how you say it. Now I'm not, listen, I don't want to piss people off already, but I'm just saying I had to come to Calgary, work to the office. I was in the office now um, at WestJet. And so here I am, we had all cubicles or little pods and stuff like that. And every day folks, this guy would just be looking at me, just gawking at me. Okay. Just hang on a second. This is BS. <laughs> 
This is how he tells the story every time. And every time it pisses me off because I sound like he makes it sound like I was desperate. I had no interest in Kyle. Desperate. Look at me. There's nothing desperate. Like this is not (laughs) This is recorded, right? Like people can see this too. Yeah. They're going to be able to see it on YouTube, our YouTube channel. Oh, Oh, yeah. 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 And we'll, we'll make sure that we put that in the show notes Okay. as well. So, so, okay. So here's, here's how it really happened i was working at westjet girl they worked me to the bone like i didn't even have time for a haircut that's true and you weighed 50 pounds at the time too or i did i was so skinny do you remember Mm. oh you say "Mm," like you're eating pie (laughs) (laughs) if no one Mm. follows us after this i don't blame them I, I kind of hope they don't now actually <laughs> skip this episode hit skip now <laughs> oh god mm. oh, well, <laughs> that's awkward i'm married now oh if you look at the youtube i didn't know how fa- how red my face could get if you look at the youtube i'm like watching myself right now i can see how red my face is so oh, god. <clears throat> so i mean i wasn't particular <laughs> i wasn't really a looker and then i because i had worked so much i took I took three weeks off and I went to Europe and it was, you know, it was a life-changing experience. I think travel, travel changes people. And, That's a good point. and so I came back and I'm like, <clears throat> you know, I started traveling more. I went to Vegas and I went to those, you know, the, the, what, what do they call it? The outlet malls or whatever, the outlet mall. mm-hmm. you know, bought a whole new wardrobe. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. I filled the trunk of the car for like $800 I think or you, something. Was it 800? I thought it was just mm-hmm. over a thousand dollars. Cause no, it's $800. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. I, eight, I think it was 800 Canadian uh, okay. is what it worked out to be. But then, you know, then I come back and I'm dressing nicer. I got a haircut and, and all of a sudden it's like, every time I turn around, I see Kyle's little black bobbin head sticking out from the, the pods looking, <laughs> looking at, looking at my ass, walking into the fucking kitchen. Here's the thing. I remember, I remember there's a couple of things I remember. You did come back because you were away for a little bit. Then you came back. And then I think, okay, because here's the thing. I like I I love clothes. Not I'm not a fashion expert or anything. I love clothes. I love feeling good about when I wear my clothes. I love different options of clothes. And anyone who's ever watched or stuff or TikTok or whatever. That's a whole nother story. But I, I really love to um to to be nice clothes. I mean, I, I love clothes and I play with clothes. And I think as a black male, I think clothes are very forgiving and colors. So I think I could just wear about anything. Yeah, I you have good clients and people said, mm-hmm. like, wow, that would look good on you. There's no way I could pull that yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. But, but anyway, I cannot so, wear yellow pants, but you can wear yellow uh, pants. Yeah, like, I don't, yeah. Only black people can wear colored pants or or people of color. color. Mm -hmm. I think we could get away with a lot, right? Especially Mm -hmm. a tan complexion, all that stuff. So anyway, so I remember you coming back and you did start to dress differently and you passed by. And I was with two other ladies at the time in my little uh, area. And I was like- Ladies is a kind word for those two cows. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, don't. I'm so actually, friends with those people. Okay, please, please. No, actually, they, they were great people. But the yeah. reason why I say that is because that oh, pod. It's complicated. Like Guys, remember, the, it's complicated. The go- was the gossip pod. Like, you all were a bunch of cows I, yeah, about the I gossip. Didn't, 
I didn't get caught into a lot of that gossip. <laughs> nope. Okay, okay, okay. Girl, that was not make an no audio make, okay. error. That was okay, me. Make no, <laughs> make no make no mistake. I do a, like a a little bit of a tea now and then. Okay, so <laughs> I like to spill a tea now and then to hear a little stuff. But I'm actually I don't I don't when well, I have work shade, to do though, things to do. Shade, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to I didn't want to jump into it. But here was my thing. So you you walked by. So back to the story, folks. You walked by, and all I could see was I got a a, a glimpse of someone in a shirt and a pants, and those pants were skin tight, ready to fight because you started <laughs> to you started to eat differently, and you were like well, gaining some squats. weight and stuff. Yeah, is that what and that it is? And showed okay. on my butt. <laughs> okay. So anyway, you walked by and I was just like, oh, who was that? Because sometimes these people go in and out of these pots. And I actually remember pulling my head out just to try to get a glimpse before you had turned the corner, right? If how the pot. And then the other two I was with are like, oh, that's Christopher. I <laughs> <laughs> see cows. They were total cows. Now, listen, like, I love cows and I don't eat beef. So, uh, <laughs> so... Like, if they're listening to this, you should know that mm -hmm. I love you and I don't eat beef. Um, but, okay, so then, you know, the story progresses. You, mm -hmm. you know, we you took an interest in me, really, is what happened. And But I was interested in your intelligence. And this is how you get them, right? You get them through their psychology. That's how you get all of your manses. Um, <laughs> is that another way of saying I manipulate people? Is that another way of saying you said it, girl? So, <laughs> so, so I I'll never forget the conversation. We'd we'd been hanging like we'd been hanging out. We'd been chatting. You know, you 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 know, you'd referred me to somebody. Kyle's all about leverage, which is why he's such an effective leadership coach because he knows how to leverage. And so, <clears throat> and so, Kyle. Um, you know, he, he'd been helping me out with, you know, some stuff at work, whatever we'd been having good chats. And then, and then he pulls me aside and he's like, I I'd like to take you out for dinner. <laughs> Girl, do you remember what I said? I said, Hey, I'd love to take you out for dinner sometime. And the first response, his first response, you know, some people are like, Oh, like they'd be shocked. They'd be like, oh, or, you know, oh, well, okay. You know, or maybe they expected, they would say, oh, really when and where, or they'd say, hey, I'm not really interested or, oh, I'm, you know, whatever. No, this B did not say that. <laughs> this one said, what are your intentions? <laughs> the only thing said, I missed was for my what? daughter. <laughs> yeah, what are your intentions? Which was interesting. That was a little bit of a trigger because way back when, when I wanted to take, um, you know, uh, Michelle out, you know, from, you know, uh, elementary school side, her dad actually had that conversation with me too, right? About what's your intentions with my daughter, which I thought that's another episode. We have to write that down somewhere because, you know, one of the things I learned, it's not that he wanted me to marry his daughter, but he wanted wanted me to have an intention about being with his daughter, which I thought was really interesting. But anyway, guys, you got to have to come back to hear that episode. Um, but he just said right away to me, what are your intentions? Now, it literally caught me off guard. And I like to think I'm quick on my feet. I like to think that I could, no matter what a situation I could, but I'll be honest with you, I was actually speechless. And those who know me is shocked by that. Now, being speechless doesn't mean I don't have anything to say. I just mean like, I didn't know what I was going to say to that. And so guess what I did? Like most people in awkward situations like that, I lied. I told him that I just <laughs> wanted dinner. <laughs> right? So 
but but of course we didn't go out for dinner so i accepted we went out oh no what i said no. first was mm-hmm. what i said first was okay because if you're thinking of dating me i'm not mm-hmm. dating anyone until march okay girl let's just be clear <laughs> on record it was april okay all so right i wasn't going to date folks for did you a hear year. that did you hear that in april he told me he has no intentions of dating <laughs> until March. And again, another reason why I was speechless. And so what did I do when someone says that? Because you're trying to play it cool, right? You're trying to get your game on and you're trying to say, oh, that's okay. <laughs> right? But I knew, well, no, no, it wasn't okay. But I didn't say any of those things, right? I didn't take, I just said, I'm just going to go with it. That's fine. And then after that, I started to strategize. I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna get him to break <laughs> that commitment. I'm gonna now well, all I heard was ding 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 ding. I'm gonna get him to it's break. It's because you like a challenge, Kyle. Like, like here's the thing. Kyle, Kyle's on TikTok. Okay. Is uh oh, we're gonna bring up TikTok already. Yes, like we episode, are. It's, he's at one. he's at Chancellor Clue and he has some thirsty bitches that follow him. <laughs> You've got over 300,000 followers on TikTok. Yeah, about 327. And Not everybody knows it's because your butt looks good in whatever you wear. <laughs> Girl, he's got one of those beautiful bums. Such a waste. Anyway, we'll get into that another day. Um, but but there are some thirsty people on there. But here's the thing. If you want to date Kyle, you have to be a, an ongoing challenge. Uh, you know, I, I no, hear it's that. True. It's true. I, and it's, it's how you live your whole life because anytime when you get into the workplace and this is why you're so much better as a coach than as an employee for a company, mm-hmm. because when you get into a workplace, you come in, you turn it around, you rescue it. And then they don't want to change anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. They want to wrap their arms around the success and they mm-hmm. want to stop. And, and then, and then you're bored and you need to move on, which was a little bit of, kind of what our relationship turned into. Although to be fair, I was an ongoing challenge. Let's be, let's be fair. I'm Did gonna, they hear you in the back road? Let the church say it. Yeah, man. yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward this story a little bit. So we 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 have dinner at Kyle's because he's a phenomenal cook. We have dinner at Kyle's, we're baking some cookies, uh, you know, and and I mean first date, and of course, you know, he's I don't know, he gave me lemon gin. So if you know about lemon gin, that's the okay. Folks, so that is not true. <laughs> He, we, we attempted to make cookies. Okay. What kind of podcast? What, what are we actually, cause they, they don't need to know well, all that. No, but this stuff. is the point is that it's complicated, mm-hmm. right? So, so we did start, you know, not right away. We, I didn't, I kept, we didn't date for a year, mm-hmm. but we hung yeah, out and, true. you know, and basically we were dating, you know? So, but mm-hmm. during that time we formed a, a really wonderful friendship and, and then, you know, I'm, I'm speeding up a little bit to kind of get to today because you know, we started, you know, we started dating, then we kind of weren't dating, then we started dating again. And we, uh, we got engaged. We moved oh, wow. in together. You really, you really fast forward that story. Yes, yes, girl. Well, I'm trying to skip the dark parts okay. that make me look bad. <laughs> so we started dating, uh, we, we got engaged, we moved in together. It wasn't working, mostly because you snored way too loud, and I could see that this wasn't going to work. So no comment. So we we broke up, we moved apart, but we had a puppy. 
Mm -hmm. And uh, neither one of us were willing to give up the puppy. So it kind of forced a, like we had joint custody of our dog. Yeah. And so it kind of forced a relationship. And so, <clears throat> and to be fair, it, it wasn't a super smooth transition, but it wasn't nasty either. So what I mean by that is that it was tough. Yeah. And if I could just back up just a little bit uh, with this, Christopher, is we, when we decided to break up, it was actually a conversation, if you remember. It was. Right? And, and, our, and our biggest issue when we decided, when we said, you know what, mm -hmm. I don't think this is going to work. You know, I know we wanted it to work. I know we really had every intention. We were actually, if you remember this, we were more concerned with how we were going to tell the families. Yeah, we that's were right. more concerned mm -hmm. about how they were going to react mm -hmm. because, you know, our moms and, you know, um, you know, oh, even my brother, Shane. Great. Yeah. Yeah. We Shane was like, about are you sure? People. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we share the same family doctor, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know if I should say his name. I'll leave it out for now. But our family yeah. doctor said, like, when I told him that we were breaking up, he mm -hmm. was like, hmm, are you sure? <laughs> Because he told me you were like, you've been um, so consistent in your life and things yeah. and all these things that mm -hmm. happened for us to be together because of that friendship. So anyway, so we, the, the point, the only point I wanted to make with that is it was a conversation. There was no blow up. There was no, oh, da, da, da. And then da, da. like, it was a conversation for us to say, you know what? This is not about hurting you. Mm -hmm. It's not about hurting me. It's not about hurting anybody. Mm -hmm. This is about how do we make sure we're honest with each other, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes honesty does hurt, so to mm -hmm. speak. Um, but I'd rather that way than it to go through the other way of throwing things and hating things and, and start deteriorating, right? Yep. So, so we broke up. We kept our relationship going uh, because of the dog, and just from the perspective of, you know, we were chatting and we were so accustomed, Kyle, to having chats every single day that even though we lived apart, we were still talking sometimes and it wasn't mm -hmm. always easy. And then uh, and then I was having some issues with a condo and and I was president of the condo board and I, I didn't want to live there anymore because it felt like I was working from home. Of course, right now, everybody's working from home. So, you know, <laughs> get used to it and suck it up. Uh, but, uh, uh, but, um, but uh, then you got a contract with WestJet. I had left WestJet at this time. You had gotten mm -hmm. a contract with WestJet to go work down in Jamaica for a year. Right. And your, your renter for your place had fallen through. Fallen up. Yeah. And so I said, let me help you out. I'm going to move into your place. I'm going to rent my place out because I can manage it. So I lived in your place and you wanted to see the dog. So we were like FaceTiming, actually Skyping. Skype, yeah. We were time. Skyping every day. There was no FaceTime yet. <laughs> no, no. We were Skyping every day while you were in Jamaica so you could see the dog. But I wasn't just going to like hold the dog up to the camera, right? So we had some really good conversations. And when it came time for you to move back, we thought this is convenient. Let's save some money. And so we became roommates for, I don't know, five or six years. Yeah. Can you imagine that, folks? You And, and again, I know what you're thinking, and Christopher is going to address that thought in a second, I'm sure, because every time this happens when we tell the story, it does come up. So he's going to address that in, in a second. But of course, just to make sure we're all on the same page, to be clear, 
Um, my contract ended. I'm now coming back to Canada. And then now we have to make the decision. Well, what do you do? Does he move back, you know, um, or does he stay now at this time? I had a, it's a two bedroom. So he was using the second bedroom anyway. And so now I'm going to come back, move back to live with my ex fiance and also the daddy of my puppy. <laughs> so okay. that's where we're at. Okay. Yeah, that's that's where we're at. So, but I don't know, like for it was so funny because even when you when you were talking to your mom, I remember there was a comment saying that she had kind of commented that there was an opportunity to get some financial gain or something here by remaining roommates. So so we lived in separate bedrooms and all of our friends, friends I'm gonna use in quotation, uh, all of our <laughs> friends <laughs> thought we were doing the hanky panky. Mm-hmm. Uh but we never did. There were moments of true friendship affection. Mm -hmm. There were hard days, you know, like, like there were some dark places in there for me where, where I would walk into your room, you'd have the TV on, I'd crawl into your bed Mm -hmm. and you would just, you know, you would just, you'd hold me sometimes if Mm -hmm. I, you know, if I cried, it wasn't very often, but it, you know, Mm -hmm. it was a friendship. And, it was interesting because as, as I did, Kyle doesn't date people. Okay. <laughs> so as I dated people <laughs> during that time, um, you know, as things got a little more serious uh, uh, with them, the, the question would always come up. I don't understand Kyle's role in your life. And, and I get it from their perspective. It was yeah, they had more of an issue, right? That was, yeah. that was a huge complication yeah. because they, again, we know historically what happens. You have an ex, you're supposed mm-hmm. to hate them. You don't want anything to do with them. And your new person also hates them too. Like, it's just, that's, that seems to be the recipe, yeah. right? I, I'm, I'm not saying that's for everyone, but that's a common thing for a lot of people. And so it was natural when you would mention me or start introducing your roommate and then they heard the rest of the story or they would see her interaction and thought that's a little bit more than a roommate and why right. why is you and your dog are so close to you like there was things that outside looking in people just couldn't put their finger on right yeah and and this is the great thing about all of this is that it's nobody's business right it was our business and and we knew what the truth was despite right. what people said or may have thought, but it was so, and I mean, we're still part of each other's families to this day. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, there, there is an ongoing relationship, not just amongst us, but amongst our families. And so it's interesting. I knew, so, so my response to that was always, if you think of Kyle, like, you know, an older sibling, much older sibling, Hello. Uh, <laughs> <Hello>. sweet Lord. <laughs> uh, or if you see him as my best friend, then it'll make a lot more sense to you. But if you can't get there, it's going to be an ongoing problem. And so there were two relationships that I ended because they couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my husband, my husband today, I said that to him, he says, I don't, I'm, I'm struggling to understand my role because you had brought me some clothing, right? And this is Kyle's thing. Like if you're real close with Kyle, he's going to find out your clothing size and he's going to buy you clothing that he would like to see you in. And actually he's never wrong. Okay. So or I'll tell you what your clothing size are supposed to be. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So, so uh, you had brought me some clothing and, and uh, you know, I shared this with, with Vince who I was dating at the time and, 
Vince said, I'm struggling to understand my role versus Kyle's. Yeah. And I Do you remember that- the clothing at the time? Do you remember what clothing it was? It was a shirt. Okay. And underwear. Like it was oh. the most <laughs> taboo thing you oh, could do. Oh, that's right. Because who, who buys underwear? Okay, so I knew for... what it was, but I didn't want to say it because okay, I thought yeah, it was okay. too taboo, but it's out there now, yeah, girl. Yeah. So, so, and I did, and actually I did have to tell Kyle too. Like, do you remember? I said, yeah. okay, just don't buy me underwear. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> girl, I'll take clothing from you any day. You've got good style. So, so, uh, so I said this to my husband. I said, if you look at him as if he's an older sibling or a step, uh, not a step, sorry, or a best friend, it'll make a lot more sense to you. And my husband goes, hmm, okay. And that was it. And that was one of the signs that I'm like, yep, he's probably the one. So, (laughs) So fast forward a few years later, I start a life coaching business and Kyle is a tremendous support through that. Kyle decides it's time to leave his previous organization, he gave them an ultimatum. You know, he said, he says, it's going to be this or this. And one of the, this is, was you're either going to have to let me go or something else is going to happen. And they chose to let him go. And I said, Hey, do you want to join my business? And so brought Kyle on as a business partner. So here we are, I don't know, 15, 16, too many years later. (laughs) And we're running uh, the, the, the first consumer's choice award winning coaching company in Canada mm-hmm. with success. So it was complicated. So it was complicated. So I think the point is that like, I was curious, Kyle, like when we talk about taking inspired action, what is it that people need to do in terms of taking inspired action in their relationships? And I thought I would share a little bit of research cause you know how much we love research. So there's yeah. an article on live science uh, that says it's, it's called friends with an X check your motives first science says, and it's by Sarah G Miller. It was published on August 7th, 2017. So it's just a few years old. Mm-hmm. So, so just to kind of set the preface, uh, Rebecca Griffith is a master's student in psychology at the university of Kansas. And, um, Previous research, so this is what the article says, previous research suggests that about 60% of people maintain a friendship after a breakup. 60, really? That's higher than I thought. I didn't know that. But here's here's the thing. They say maintain a friendship. And I think when I read the article, I would say they maintain a connection. Connection. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not sure. I can see a connection, not a friendship. Right. So this included more than 170 women and more than 110 men. So I would call that, you know, not a super comprehensive study, right? Okay. It's, mm-hmm. it, but it's not a bad number. We're not talking exactly. about 10 people, right? Mm-hmm. And so they say there's four main reasons why someone stays friends. And again, I would, when you hear these reasons, I would replace it with the word connected. There's four main reasons why uh, people stay connected with an ex after a breakup, okay? So the first reason is security, So this means that the person stays friends with an ex because he or she doesn't want to lose the ex's emotional support, advice, or trust. Okay. Okay. 
The second reason is that it's practical to maintain a friendship. So perhaps there are financial reasons to stay friends or children may be involved. In our case, it was a puppy. It was a puppy, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. The third is that there's civility. So a person may want to be polite and not to hurt the other person's feelings. And finally, some people may still have romantic feelings for an ex. And mm -hmm. when they say romantic, I think a lot of people are connected because the sex is good, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So researchers found that the reason people chose to remain friends is associated with how long the friendship will last. Oh. And so again, I would replace the words connection with the word friends, mm -hmm. right? In that sentence, people who stayed friends for practical and civility reasons fared the best, which was actually our reason. It was course, for our yeah. dog. And then it was yep. for financial, you know, yep. like, like reasons. Sense. Mm-hmm. These friendships lasted long and were considered to be positive, where when people remained friends for reasons related to security, the resulting friendships tended to be positive, the study found. However, they weren't associated with whether the friendship lasted for a longer period of time. And of course, for um, unresolved romantic desires, there were far more negative feelings associated with it. So the article's title, Friends with an Ex, Check Your Motives, I think is the key thing. So, so I thought that that was really compelling. And I thought maybe what we would do is we would talk about kind of the three things that we had to remember mm -hmm. to maintain a friendship uh, through, you know, through our our parting because we didn't yeah. have, you know, we had a dog. We didn't have the common thing like children or, mm -hmm. you know, and we really didn't have any assets together either. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so Kyle, what do you think? The yeah, first, you know, great... like what, when we look at this, what, what do we mm -hmm. think, you know? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and I didn't, I didn't know that study. And I think when you mentioned it briefly, I didn't know the details of it. So, I'm, and I agree with you, that's more connection than I think. And again, guys, I, we could be wrong. I, I'd be curious to hear your input on that. Um, and so we're going to give you a way at the end of this to reach out to us because I'm actually, I'm actually quite shocked about that. I was just, I kept thinking about it. I think for, you know, for us, what has been consistent and some thoughts I had was, you know, like sometimes we have to be, we have to remember how we became friends in the first place. Right. And I, you've heard me say this because sometimes we, we both have, you know, sometimes coaching with relationships as well. Um, but it, I've often said I, it's just it's shocking to me how thin that line is between love and hate. And so when people would talk about their you know, previous relationship, the, the, the vile and the hate that they would have in their voice, and I'm thinking, how did that happen? Like, I mean, I get one or two things can happen, but sometimes you have to remember that I became friends because I loved chatting with you. Our communication was stellar. We laughed, we engaged. Like those things did not change because we're no longer together. Like you were still a communicator. You were still funny. You were still engaging and laughing and talking to you was easy. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have to remember. So I could see that. But now based on that article, if you say, check your motives, if what if my motive was you were just a one night stand then i didn't really have anything to build off right so therefore i'm not surprised if those one night stands never turn into anything right you, you're saying the one night stands that end up getting married but they didn't form a friendship along the way when Absolutely. if they break up if they break if up, they break up right because then what what is there to go yeah, back to, like if right? if they weren't able to form a friendship yeah this is why if yeah. you're doing it for the set just the sex 
uh, or unresolved romantic feelings, it's mm-hmm. it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Right? How can no. it? How no. can it? And and here's the only way it it could happen, which is my second point is you have to recognize, and I think we did that is we're starting a new relationship. Right. And there isn't anything wrong with doing that. Our friendship was a type of relationship. Then when it became intimate, it was another type of relationship. And then when we broke up, it was another type of relationship. And we have to be okay with saying, I need to start again, this other relationship. And, and I think based on that article, and I'm curious what you think about this, it's when we're trying to capture and hold on to those intimacy or that type of relationship where I was always number one, I was always first, I was always had to be involved. I was always, like, we're trying to hold on to those things and it can't happen because someone else get into the picture, which everyone was waiting. Like how many of our friends are like, oh my God, he's, Christopher is dating someone now. Ooh, what's going to happen to Kyle? Oh, this is where it's going to get crazy. But no, we're starting a new relationship. I now know you you have started a relationship with someone. So I think that's two things, right? First is you have to remember why you became friends in the first place, which is, Absolutely. you know, I think we share a common value that that for a relationship to be successful, you have to have a friendship, mm-hmm. right? So, so that would be the first thing. The second thing uh, is that second thing that you said that I just forgot, which is, oh, you have to, you have to redefine the, it's a new relationship. Absolutely. So I remember that part of the process uh, being probably the most uncomfortable part of the process because because that was where actually sometimes you have to swallow your pride. Like there were moments where both of us were a hero in the situation where it's like, I've got to let this go. I have to let this go, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Like even though maybe what I believe that Kyle is doing is wrong or it's incorrect or it's not supportive, I have to let it go. And I know that there were times, plenty of times where you had to do that the other way too. Yeah. So that and would be, be the patient. second thing. Yeah. And even within that, be patient because we could be at different levels. Mm-hmm. And so just because you may be already there and maybe I'm not there yet, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we have to be there the same level. You may have mm-hmm. said, okay, I have to redefine this friendship. I'm. This is going to be a new friendship now. And I may have lingering things, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's because we were patient with each other mm-hmm at our different levels to know that, Hey, you know what? I need to still go through that. He needs to still go through that and go from there. It's not instant. Make no mistake. It's not instant. It requires some, some actions, right? I agree. I think the third reason Kyle is, would probably be um, if you were to, because of, we share many of the same values. Sem- mm-hmm. We share many of the same core values. I think if we were to, um, check in with that. Um, If it had been toxic, and this I think is the third thing, if it had been toxic, not just an incident, people have bad days. There were talk, there were, there were a few brief toxic moments, but if it had been ongoing toxic, I think both you and I would have cut it like that. Absolutely. Like it would have been the snap of a finger. It's, it's, it's done. It's over, you know, deleting blocking and no desire to go back at all. Um, in that. So I think that would be the third thing. I agree because if it's causing you pain and discomfort and that mean 
Christopher, I know I think we have this on our schedule at some point to be talking about values because I really think we need to dive into that a little bit because I Love think values. a lot of people think it, it means different things. But again, if something that you were doing or anyone was doing that's causing me pain, mental anguish, physical pain, you know, what, that type of, when you say toxic, that's what we're talking about, right? Things that cause us pain. If it is, then you can't have it. You mm-hmm. cannot have it. Why would you put yourself? So even that, you know, the article who said at the end of people, um, someone has a motive of still trying to hold on to intimacy or, or want those sexual desire when the person doesn't, and you still show up mm-hmm. like that is actually not putting yourself in a position that's going to make you flourish, yeah. right? It's actually going to keep you there or it's going to cause more pain. And that would have been done. If anything that we did is we couldn't redefine it. We couldn't get to that stage. I couldn't let go. I couldn't bear seeing you with someone else. Da, 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 da. Then we know, okay, something is going on. Mm-hmm. Right. I think and that's about, on me. I, I think about parents who have, uh, uh, who, who share uh, children. Right? right. And I think, you know, inspired action in, in those cases, Kyle, often is actually, even though maybe your spouse, because sometimes the spouse is being a dick, right? Mm-hmm. Like man or woman, I've seen it go both ways. Yep. I've had a lot of divorce in my family. I've seen a mm-hmm. lot of stuff happen. Somebody actually just needs to take the higher road all of the time, mm-hmm. right? I have worked with clients, Kyle, who have been in divorce proceedings for 15 years where yeah. one spouse is, and it's like, I look at this and I'm like, think about what that's taking from your life. Like cut your losses and move on, go live the life you need to leave. That's my value system. Having grown up in a household with divorce and seeing what it does to my clients on the other side, it's like, cut your losses. Like, you know, it's almost always around money. Sometimes it's around kids. Right. Um, but, but somebody has got to take the high road. Somebody has got to take the high road all of the time and be the hero. And yes, it's not fair. And yes, sometimes it means giving in to something that is not the right thing for you. I think the question is actually, che- you know, check in with your own value system and say like, yeah. like how much time, cause if you're in constant conflict over this, if you're in constant conflict over this, that's taking away from you. It's not giving to you. So you have to change the game for yourself, regardless of what the other person does, because you're not ever in control of what they're doing. Bingo. And if you don't, that's how you stay in complication. Christopher, there's two things. And I'm curious how you're going to answer the first one, which is when someone says, why do why me? Why do I always have to take the highway? Why do I always have to want to give in? Why am either right why me that's the first thing so the 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 only answer is because you are only in control of you so when you look in the mirror at the end of the day what do you want to know that you have done what model do you want to show for yourself because the decisions you're making today define your future self so what decision do you need to make today that that is subordinate to who you want to be in the future it has to be. And thank you for saying that because it, if I, and I've said this to my, myself many moons ago, I, I think it was one of um, the, my teachers at the time said it. Um, but I said, if the price I pay 
if the price I have to pay to be a good person, that means I will come up last, then I need to be okay with coming last. Because if it's going, if I have to be first and sacrifice my integrity, who I am as a person, my values, all this other, it doesn't make sense. Agreed. The second part, the second part of this was why, and I want to just throw this in there yeah, really quickly. The it, not really a question, but more around the reason why these folks who are still fighting still, it's because they're still connected, right? No good or bad, they're still connected. If I'm yes. you and I are fighting over the kid, you and I fight it. It's still that connection they want, mm-hmm. based off results, like it or not. You're still because if you truly wanted to break that connection, you would say, "Oh, you know what? I need to do this. I need to let mm-hmm. them go. I need to, you know." Yep. And I think that's the the challenge is they don't realize they're still connected, even during a fight, even during a toxic situation, they, they're still connected. So they need to be able to take inspired actions. And what exactly is that anyway? Well, so this is the question, right? So I think, I think the, the, you know, the, the answer to your question is inspired action is actually about not waiting for perfection, not waiting for self-confidence, not waiting for anything, Mm -hmm. but remaining imperfect as a human being and taking action anyway, because you're inspired to do so. So I actually have a question for our listeners. I have a question for our listeners. And the question is this, for any relationships where it's complicated in your life, what is the inspired action that you need to take today in the next 24 hours? We wanna hear from you. On the outro, you're going to hear about a few ways to get in touch with us. Yes. We want to hear from you. Stay inspired and be imperfect. And in the next 24 hours, take action on one of your relationships where it's complicated. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. I make assumptions that the reason why you're asked is because of the color of your skin. And and it's an assumption. Yeah. It is an assumption, right? It's like, well, 